So John, if you could be any mythical creature, which one would you pick? A truly sexually versatile gay. Truly sexual versatile gay. Yes. Sure. Lucy and you? Oh, you've just led me into that one, haven't you? I've got to say a mermaid, haven't you? <laughs> I was actually thinking a unicorn. How stupid <laughs> am I? But no, obviously a mermaid. Everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels, and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, and joining me as always is John. Hello. And this week we have a lovely guest on, the lovely Lucy Meredith. Hello. And you picked the film this week. You picked The Mermaid. I did. Why did you pick this film? Uh, I picked it because people send me mermaid things on a daily basis because I have a lot, bit of an obsession. Because no. you are actually a professional mermaid, is that correct? I am, John. Tell us Thanks. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I do don a tail and get in the pool at, at times, uh, dressed up like a mermaid. Um, it's 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 a life. It's not just a career. It's a, it's a life. life. Yeah. It's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So you teach people how to swim using the art of mermaid tails. Essentially. I, I teach people to swim in tails. Yes, okay. in and out of tails, but okay. in the water generally. Yes. Cool. Okay. But yeah, I picked it because someone posted the trailer, which was the end scene of this particular film. On, on my Facebook wall and it, I was just like whoa this isn't your normal mermaid film <laughs> it needs a watch why was the trailer the end scene I don't I don't know I suppose that's because the big action scene isn't it oh it so is. you mean the, the, the fight scene was the, finale, the finale yeah okay right yeah. That the... so yeah. that's the bit I saw and thought whoa okay <laughs> just seems like a weird thing to put in a trailer mm. so yeah. who recommended it to you was it a fellow mermaid or I don't know I get people putting stuff on my wall about mermaids on a daily basis. And, mm. you know, usually it's like, you know, hilarious mermaid blankets like the one Harry's sporting right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so comfy, so warm. And so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then sometimes it's awesome films. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was crying out for a, se- a sequel. I mean, it was only made last year, so they may well have one in the running. Well, they probably will, because one of the <laughs> things that I learned about this film, I did a little bit of research, this is the highest grossing Chinese movie of all time. I know! Really? This yeah. film made over 500 million at the global box office. Really? This film was hugely successful, yeah. Wow. And I, I wouldn't think so, would you? But... No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like it had the budget of the room. Yeah. <laughs> No, this movie oh, was like unfair. this movie was like the Finding Nemo of Chinese. Wow. Yeah, movies. Okay. Or maybe the Titanic. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I saw that highest grossing ever in China. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Very impressive. It's in your face. Yeah. So I mean, Harry, you used to have. What did you make of this film? Well, I, I didn't quite know what to expect when you first talked about it when you first said anything, but then after a couple of conversations with you, I knew to expect something quite ridiculous. <laughs> But even then, <laughs> I, I don't think I was ready for this film. Nothing can really prepare you, can it? No, well, no. And <laughs> If you didn't want to turn it off after the first two minutes, which I did, and I nearly texted you both and said, you need to persevere because you'll want to switch it off immediately. <laughs> oh, well, always did. a good sign. I never did. I never wanted to turn it off. Really? No. I, was okay. so, I was sold straight away. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree. I have to say, I, I loved this film. <laughs> I legit loved this I film. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I spent a whole weekend watching comedies and stuff. I didn't laugh as much as I laughed in this film. This film is hilarious. It's got great action scenes. It's got lovable characters. It's got everything you need. 
I had a massive list of questions about like the internal logic of this film and what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. But then by the end of it, I just kind of threw it all away. Like, I who thought, cares? Yeah, I was like, this film doesn't need to make sense because it so commits to to its insanity. Yeah. That I didn't. Yeah. It, it, asking questions about oh, how do mermaids get mobile phones? Like feels <laughs> kind of irrelevant. So, yeah. 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 No, I, I thought this was so much fun. This film's basically a Looney Tunes cartoon. Don't you yes. think? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, there's massive slapstick elements to it. Mm-hmm. Massively, mm. yeah. I feel like, I assume this is like a family film. I mean, if it made 500 million, it must be kind of a family film. But it was yeah. so, so horrifically violent in places, but it was so kind of cartoonish. Mm. That's it. I think they got away with it because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you th- if you think about it logically, yeah, it, it's horrendous. Yeah. But I don't know, it kind of got away with it. Oh, 100% did. Yeah. Well, it was very gory and had a lot of what looked like real footage at the start, especially. Oh, that was real footage. Yeah. Yeah. As, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, what at least made me watch? Am I going to be vegan by the end of this? Yeah. <laughs> this, film, this film did open with some very gratuitous footage of animals being, sea animals in particular, being like chopped slaughtered. up and killed and slaughtered. Yeah. And mm. There's a very environmental message in this film. Oh, yeah. But yeah, those first few minutes I did think, because Lucy, you are a, a, I wouldn't say a militant vegan, but you are a, a passionate vegan. I'm a vegan, but I'm also quite passionate about sea creatures and, and the, the description of the oceans is a big mm. thing for me. Although this isn't, isn't why I picked it. But. No. Well, I did think when I saw those first couple of minutes, and maybe that's why you thought we'd want to turn it off, because <laughs> watching those first couple of minutes, I did think, oh, are we, just, are we watching some like vegan propaganda? Like, yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah, yeah. about that when I said I was sold straight away. Yeah. I wasn't sold straight away. I know, that's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> yeah. even I wanted to turn it off then. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me, what came first? Was it the gratuitous animal violence or was it the old man in the bath in the mermaid outfit it was the the very opening scene is the uh, pollution from the towers right and then it goes into cutting off the shark's fins right yeah and basically destruction of the ecosystem mm-hmm. and then it goes on to the ridiculously ridiculous scene in the museum of oddities <laughs> or whatever it's called yes <laughs> that scene kind of set the tone for me yeah it really did that, that's the scene that made me go what am i doing yeah. i might need to turn this off mm-hmm. and then i was like i'm just gonna see where this goes although very tentatively i really liked the guy who was just laughing ridiculously through absolutely yeah, everything was and I, I was thinking like this is something else. He's surely going to have a heart attack by the end of this. And then he does. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I thought that because that's when I realised, okay, I'm watching a cartoon because it was a young-ish, seemingly healthy guy. Like, not somebody you'd think is a heart attack risk who just like, yeah, he sees the other guy laugh so much and then just goes, oh, my heart, and then just collapses and dies. Yeah. And nobody bats an eyelid. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody's like, oh, it's get this man a medic. He's laughing, though. Yeah. It's just like the ridiculousness of his laugh. You're just like, yeah. what is yeah. going on? It's like, I, I I'm not even going to attempt to do it, actually. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll insert a clip here of that laugh. Yeah, though. yeah, please do. <laughs> think of the 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 gore in this because there were some bits that felt very sort of real like especially that end scene when oh, they, they all yeah. get shot to pieces like that felt real the octopus who was oh. cooking himself that was hilarious but that was so slapstick it it kind of pushed the mood of the film out to a different level i felt, I felt that scene did because that that felt exactly like a cartoon 
And then there was one bit earlier which they just completely glossed over, the bit where they cut her tail in half so she can wear shoes. Yeah. yeah. With and, a pair of garden shoes. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if somebody just cut, like, that bit between your thumb and your finger? Oh, yeah. If somebody just cut that with a pair of scissors? You wouldn't be like, oh, let's put some shoes on. I had a lot of questions. I know I said I was going to throw, like, logic to the side, but I had a lot of questions about her walking ability. I also have a lot of questions about the healing ability of just everyone. Do real octopuses, if you cough their tentacles, do they grow a tentacle back? I don't know, but I did love that scene where he he was bandaged up and he had two, and it oh, basically yeah. just looked like he had a massive pair of bollocks. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, allowed to say that, aren't no, I? No, of course, yeah. <laughs> and then he put the other one yeah. tentacle through yeah. his trousers because he was trying to look like a human and he had like a big woolly tentacle coming out. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. That was great. That, that was, was really, really one of my favourite. Oh yeah, they all like he gets he gets his he cooks his tentacles, he, he has them chopped off, etc. But it seems like they grow back. Mm. But and then the mermaid, especially at the end, when she gets like literally harpooned through the stomach, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh she's dead then, that's the end of the film, yeah. what a dark ending. But like, I saw that, I was thinking, well she's not gonna be able to swim again. He's gonna throw her into the water and then she's just gonna sort of float about and yeah. just die. She'll be like the, the goldfish. Also at that bit did he really need to walk to the very end of the very long journey? <laughs> I got that. That was my, I, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. Like, why did he need to throw her off that exact Just point of the pit? Throw her off the side. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the water might have been a little bit shallow, but at the very end of the jetty mm. alright that's quite pernickety it felt like it a gesture right, that's, that's our podcast but yeah, it felt like a, a, a more of a gesture I hadn't really thought about that one like he got shot like three times was it yeah, yeah. he got one in the arse and then one in each of his shoulders yeah, yeah. but recovered from and him. he still was holding her mm. he was still managed to keep hold, hold of her it's the power of love yeah who was your favourite character in this movie he always asked this and I'm it's never, a good question I'm never prepared mmm it's the octopus. The octopus, yeah. Yeah. Just because I never knew where his character was, <laughs> like whose side he was on, really. You he was on switch... the side of the mermaids. He sort of switched sides a little bit. No, he, he was in love with um, Sham. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't figure out their relationship. Were they supposed that to be a weird couple? kissing scene at the beginning? That was... Oh, yeah, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, the whole thing, in my opinion, it didn't really put women in the best light. I disagree very much on that because you have... An octopus man who is taking a very naive girl and using her as a honey trap, mm-hmm. as he called it, and sending her out to what he described as the biggest pervert ever. Mm-hmm. It was sending one of his own, one of his brethren, out to, to this pervert as a honey trap. That's, that's not a nice thing to do. And then he was like going, oh, let's practice kissing. And he obviously <laughs> fancied her, didn't he? And then he was like, don't you feel anything? And she's like, no. And then he got the hump, didn't he? So, you um, know. I don't think it put men in the best light, to be quite honest. Think, think, think we've misunderstood. I mean, it's objectification of women is what I was talking about. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. So it's the opposite of what you understood I know, but there. I'm a woman, so I might come at it a different angle. Mm, yeah, so, so, yeah. Yes, I get you. Yes, get you now. Mm. Yeah. The story of The Little Mermaid in all of its forms, whether it's this, whether it's Hans Christian Andersen, whether it's the Disney version, mm-hmm. always does have that same thing of basically her giving up her life for her man, which is kind of a bit of a retrograde story. Well, did you notice the bit at the end where he's he's doing this interview mm-hmm. and so it, it's now all about him. He's the main character. And he says, oh, no, we are in a couple. Dear. And she's just in the kitchen making a sandwich uh-huh, or something. Yeah. Oh, can you just come through here, please? <laughs> and just come through. Oh, like, here, here's my she, woman. See, yeah. we're, a, we're, we're a couple. Oh, I know. I think like I, she was literally I in think... the kitchen making food. Yeah. Oh, come out of the kitchen. Yeah. No, I think she shouts, oh, I'm in the kitchen, dear. Yes, yeah. yeah, she did. I'm, it's just something like I'm making food. But I suppose I got that she was trying to fit in mm-hmm. to a human world. 
So mm. she was trying to fit into the stereotypes that are made by the human world. Yeah. And she could have been reading some Mary Wollstonecraft in that kitchen. You don't know that she was cooking. She could have been doing all kinds. But uh, I thought she had a little bit of agency. But actually, I have to say, you say that the female characters weren't well presented. But I have to say, my favourite character, if not the octopus, who's definitely up there, was Rulan. Yeah. She was fabulous. Was that the, the one with like four tails? She's like Joan Collins. No, 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 no. The, the female villain. Oh, the yes. business partner. Yes. She was absolutely fabulous. I loved her. Mm-hmm. Like, my favourite scene with her was that she, the bit where she is full on villainy. And she does some kind of villainous, I forget the line, but she does some kind of villainous line. And then she turns, looks direct to camera and just kind of throws off her jacket and just yes. like, str- and just struts out. <laughs> and she's this fabulous like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just like, oh, yes, queen, get it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, an equivalent of Joan Collins. Yeah, kind of. she was mm-hmm. fabulous. So I, yeah. I think this film had some decent female characters. And also there was the old lady, the, the old mermaid who was <gasps> oh, the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the most arguably the most powerful one of them all. I was not saying it didn't have good female characters, but it did object. I know you mean there was a degree of objectification involved, mm-hmm. yeah. and that does fall into the whole little memory story. That definitely. So, do you think that this was a little bit of a retelling of Little Mermaid at all? It's supposedly based on it, but very, very loosely, in my yeah. opinion. The only thing it's got in common with the Little Mermaid is human falls in love with mermaid. That's yeah. where it ends. Mm-hmm. That's because because in the Little Mermaid, she's not an assassin trying to kill him. True. <laughs> <laughs> For mm. one, and there's no ecological themes. It's supposedly based on it, but I would yeah. say very loosely. Yeah, there, there are parallels, obviously, but uh, it's definitely it definitely takes. Boy a meets different... mermaid. That's it. Yeah, mermaid falls in love. Mermaid, <laughs> yeah. mermaid becomes human. To be fair, that's kind of she doesn't become a human, but she poses as a human, lives on yeah. land, and mm. um, at the end, she's kind of living on land as a human, even though she's still in the sea at the very end. I just love her trainers. Yeah, I, again, I, as I said, I had, some, I had some real questions about that because thank God we live in a universe where there's no stairs. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I That's why wait- she had a skateboard. Oh, really? Okay, I kept waiting for a scene where she has to walk up a flight of stairs. It's like, oh, this is the limit of what I can do with this. Like, mm. that's, I, I, that's why I was just like, this is ingenious. How mm. would a mermaid get around whilst pretending to be incognito as a human being in the normal world? That skateboard On a great. skateboard, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that, I think that, that just clinched it to me because she was just like proper on a little skateboard and then going down all those ramps. And <laughs> mm-hmm. It was fabulous. Mm. Uh, Lucy, who was your favourite character you haven't told us yet? I think it has to be Lucian, which is the, the, the guy, okay. the guy character, mm-hmm. just because he was so hilarious. Where she takes off his moustache and obviously goes, you're, you're wearing a fake moustache, and she laughs at him. Yes. And it's all very childlike, their relationship, because mm-hmm. he's like a little bratty teenager and she's like a very innocent little girl and they eat chicken and stuff like that. Yeah. But then he breaks into song and it, it kind of reminded me, and I know why now, because the, the song at the beginning... I was like, oh, this feels really Tarantino. <laughs> and it's not, it's actually, it's Bruce Lee. But that's where Tarantino got a lot of the Oh, so that song music that he sings like about seven times in the film, that's, it's such, it's so lonely being invincible or whatever it goes. Yeah, it's is that a, an actual, is that a real song. Is that a real song that's not just for this film? No, then? no, it, I mean, the music at the very beginning, which oh. makes you feel like it's a cowboy movie or something, right, okay. is mm-hmm. actually a Bruce Lee cowboy movie. But I think it's something that's replicated by Quentin Tarantino quite a lot. That, yeah. that kind of style, because that's how I, I kind of works. Like, I feel like I'm about to watch Kill Bill. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fair. I also added some questions about his business model. <laughs> um, what, what exactly was 
his business? I don't know. Or was it just general business? Yeah, he was just like, a businessman. Buy, yeah. buy low, sell high. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy, buy dolphins, sell meat or something like that. Yeah. It, was, it was, yeah, basically it was evil, stock evil businessman, wasn't it? Yeah. Taking up all the land and destroying species mm. in his wake and not caring because he can have another ivory back scratcher kind sure. of thing. Well, yeah, I questioned his competence on several levels. First of all, that he just flings money at people like in huge yeah. amounts <laughs> like obscene yeah, amounts and also the fact that he that Rulan somehow managed to build an entire extra wing of his like research facility without, without anyone noticing oh yeah and like it wasn't like it was in an underground basement it, she literally just opens a door and is like oh here's the secret research layer <laughs> <laughs> but as I say this film was so funny and, and so hysterical that normally those things would be like well I'm out but this one I'll kind of you just go with it. This is the kind of film you just 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 follow the ride. I'm, I mean, I'm sold. I'm following the, along for the ride. So, yeah. Well, have you got any uh, drinking games which would go for? Yeah, of course. Like, so um, our, our new segment, Beyond the Shots. Beyond the Shots set. It's all working. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, take, I'm taking off the set. I think it's, it's just beyond better. beyond the shots. Beyond the shots. Okay, sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you, do you want to go first then? Yeah, sure. So drink whenever someone loses a limb and doesn't have the appropriate reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who does lose a limb? Obviously, obviously, Octopus Man just is losing tentacles left, right, and centre. Yes, literally. Literally, yeah. There's mermaids who lose enough of limbs. There's bits of limbs. For example, the mermaid just cutting up Finn cutting half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any others? I think that's probably it. If you include just general injuries, then that that could that could pretty much get you blind drunk. True. There's the scene where Octopus is explaining his evil scheme. To oh yeah, and somebody. One of the other mermaids just casually shoots him with a poison arrow. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. In the yeah. chest. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, you shot me. And then he's like... He's like, you shot me, you bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's, he seems relatively young. And he just takes a sip of alcohol and everything's fine. What I hate most isn't Lucien. It's you, you bitch. Why did you shoot me? Lucien is the target, not me. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> an accident. It was no accident. Hey, I had to test it, right? I had to make sure that it worked. <laughs> you get it? You know what? You're fired! Drink every time you're confused by the plot. <laughs> every time you go, ah, what, what, why? Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, basically the <laughs> yeah. whole film. So I had drink every time a character has a complete shift in temperament midway through a sentence. <laughs> Pretty solid. I, I hate you. I love you. I hate you. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like. <laughs> It was very like, well, okay, <laughs> ups and downs. Yeah. I can't take this anymore. Get her out. Hey, let me go. What are you doing, huh? In this entire world of ours, you're the most beautiful and innocent girl I've ever met. So you're saying you like me now? Of course, you silly girl. Drunk whenever you wonder how somebody's keeping their wig on. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Solid wig work in this movie. Solid wig. Lots of upside down shots and. Uh, yes, that was weird. Yeah. Drink whenever um, Lucian tells the um, audience how um, shallow and how much he loves money he is. Yeah, oh. Mm. Happened quite a lot. Yes, I believe. Yeah. I'm going to make a lot of money. Why make so much money? In this world, what's more important than money? A drop of clean water or a breath of fresh air. If these things aren't around, then 
no amount of money could keep you alive. You... understand what you're saying? I do, you don't. And that's why I'm in front of you. Drink every time a non-speaking extra does something completely bizarre. <laughs> it sounds like you got some examples. Oh, I do. Well, there's the scene where Rulan is having a bitch moment. The mermaid is walking out and her lackey says, what a bitch. And then Rulan just slaps her and goes, I'm the biggest bitch. Oh, yeah. But then all her <laughs> then all her other acolytes kind of gather around and go, can we do anything for you? Can we help you, etc." And she says, no, leave me alone. I don't like you. And so she snaps her fingers and they all just forward roll out of the room. Yes! <laughs> what happened there? What happened there? Yeah. See, I think that's a, I think that's like a, a, a comment on Bruce Lee kind of film. Oh, okay. People, I think that's some kind of it, homage okay. to but, but it didn't make any sense. No, uh, it, it wasn't but it was like, hilarious. What was it there for? Why did they do that? <laughs> did she tell them to do that at some point? And it it, like, is, is that just showing how much they obey her no matter what she probably. says? I think, I think so, it yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it wasn't even like acrobatic forward. It wasn't like a Bruce Lee, like they roll out like they're the Yakuza or something. Yeah. They literally just like awkwardly like roll along the floor. Yeah, it was like floor. a few immediate forward rolls. Like I, I, I'd be grabbing my back at the end and... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's um, kind of maybe a commentary on what you would do for money. Mm-hmm. Also, the other scene that I found really funny was the scene where Octopus Man is cooking himself, and then he he kind of he, he goes too far. He's in, he's in too much pain, and he just jumps out of the window and squirts a whole bunch of squid ink. Mm-hmm. And all of the bodyguard extras standing behind the hero and the mermaid, they pull out umbrellas mm. and just like. Catch oh, it. that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just a good bit. Of yeah, that was good comedy, as yeah. was the forward roll. But it was like just extras doing strange things is definitely yeah. It. yeah. I think I liked uh, the the fact that Sham, mm-hmm. the the heroine, yeah, the mermaid was yeah the mermaid. So it was really like hilariously crap and being an assassin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good scene. <laughs> like when he tells her he loves her, she's got this big round plaster in the center of her forehead. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And and like is dressed like in how she thinks humans want people to be dressed in this ridiculous outfit and this makeup, <laughs> and and yeah, she is kind of quite hapless, but yeah. Apparently, it's charming. Yeah, they did fall in love pretty quick, which was a bit yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, I feel like every emotion in this movie was processed at like hyper speed. <laughs> it was yeah. like I'm so angry, I'm so in love, I'm so happy, I'm so sad. It was- yeah, I'll finish with one that, that may kill us all, but uh, drink for shoddy effects work. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really part of the charm. They really lent into how shitty it looked. But mm-hmm. considering, like I said, this film made 500 million at the global box office. And if you think what they must have spent on those effects, this film must be one of the most profitable films of all time. Mm. That, is, that is amazing how much money it's made. Yeah. I mean, most of that was in China. That's I'm cool. sure. But it but did also... I hadn't seen this film, but I had read about it in The Guardian. It did get like a wide global release and became mm. like very... This film has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is genuinely a very well-regarded film. Right. So I was quite shocked because I didn't see that till after I'd watched it and mm. after I'd suggested it to you guys. Mm. And then I went on and went, oh, people actually like it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Not that I don't. Did, did I just you, thought I you, was the only one. Did you pick this thinking, well, one of their guests picked the room, so I'll pick this. Is, is that what you were thinking? <laughs> not seen that either but I, no I just thought I, oh we were in the pub come on <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why it was this or Mermaid starring Sharon Bob Hoskins so, yeah. yeah yeah cool so are we doing drinking games should we go to alternative readings yeah definitely what have you got Harry okay well I've got one The Mermaid this is your brain on drugs very good very good mm. Lucy 
Well, if you run it through the, the, the dictionary, the it would come out as... Uh, if you put Splash, which obviously the big mermaid movie... The, the Daryl Hannah Tom Hanks movie, Splash, yes, yeah. Through through that, then it may come out as The Mermaid. So your, your alternative reading is The Mermaid, Splash, run through Google Translate. Yes, that's it. Exactly, Fabulous. John. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like it. Yeah, it works. And so mine is The Mermaid, a movie about people with no internal monologue. Because everyone was just saying what they felt all the time. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So, should we get to some sequels? Yeah, let's do it. So, my one is we've mentioned a couple of times in this podcast already the movie The Room. Mm-hmm. I know, Lucy, I'm going to have to apologise you haven't seen The Room. So, this my sequel may not mean a lot oh, to you. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, I really recommend you've, you watching you've, it. You've banged on about it. Yeah, it's. I would so well much. recommend I would highly recommend watching The Room at some point. Because I got to think about this. And I do genuinely think this film is great. But I do think. There's something in foreign language films that you give them a degree of leeway in terms of plot and, you know. Whereas if the film, if the, I thought, like, if this film was in English, would it be as... And it was exactly the same film, but everyone was speaking English. Would it be as highly regarded? So basically, my sequel isn't a sequel. It's a, the inevitable English language remake because whenever a foreign film makes the money this kind of film makes, eventually someone remakes it for Hollywood, you know, with white people happened. in it. This is, it'd be a hard film to do it for, wouldn't it? But this is my point. So mine is the inevitable English language version for white people. Is that Um, the title? No. No, I've just called called it The Cove because basically my idea is a a shot-for-shot remake with the same dialogue Mm -hmm. in English but starring the entire cast of The Room. Okay. Can, can I, I'm just going to have to caveat you there. The Cove is a documentary about the torturing of dolphins in Japan. Oh, oh a genuine documentary. The, yes, an actual documentary. So okay. it's just like, that's why I went, because <gasps> it's actually a documentary about them, they think um, Stephen Chow put in at the end as a commentary on the treatment of dolphins oh, okay. in, in Japan. But anyway. Well, well my, film doesn't reference that. my film doesn't reference that in the slightest, I apologise. But uh, yeah, so basically my film is, is an English language remake starring the entire cast of The Room. Mm-hmm. So as, as I say, Lucy, this will not mean anything to you. I apologise, but just just hang in there, and then, then I'm, you can I'm hang in. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, who would play who? You know, who in who from the room would? Yeah, play? sure. Because I feel like this film, the room has a similar vibe to this, where it's in the room, everyone has such highs and lows of emotion, mm. and their emotions change on the like the, on the roll of a dice. You know, mm-hmm. suddenly everyone's super happy and love, then they hate each other, and then you know, and the dialogue made no sense, and the dialogue in this film didn't make a whole lot of sense. So I thought, well, Tommy Wiseau, you know, the guy who plays Johnny, the of main course, guy. Yeah, yeah. See, I guess the the romantic hero is who he'd want to play. But I was thinking, no. He's got to play the octopus. Yeah, I was going to say. Tommy Rousseau has to be the octopus. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's going to play octopus in this. Uh, but I feel like with that being the case, he's not going to set up for being a supporting character. So this version might actually have to be more from the octopus's point of view. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be the central character more so than the mermaid, I would say. But the plot's basically the same. So we open this film with an explanation that the mermaids have been driven out of the sea by an evil corporation Mm -hmm. run by... What did you say his name was? Um, Lucian. Run by Lucian. Well, that name translates well, so he's maybe still called Lucian. And he's going to be played by the guy who played Mark in the room. Yes. um, Johnny's treacherous best friend. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be Mark. So the mermaids have been driven out of the sea by an evil corporation headed by Mark. And the survivors are forced to take refuge in this small cove, which is the cove, i.e. the room, mm-hmm. which is where most of the action is going to happen because that's the only set. <laughs> but we're not going to follow that exactly. This isn't a remake of the room, it's a remake of the mermaid, so we're going to give that sure. a little bit of leeway. So Octopus is the leader of the group, i.e. Tommy Wiseau. Also, he's dating the mermaid, 
who is obviously going to be played by Lisa. Well, yeah. Because she is the most beautiful woman who's ever lived. Yes, that's as true. As you recall. Yeah. That, that is true. Um, who plays her? Just don't know. Oh, just nobody famous. Nobody famous. Yeah. A very beautiful woman. Mm. Like, a woman so beautiful, words cannot describe her beauty. Mm. She is... I hate her. Anyway, she carry on. She's Aphrodite. <laughs> she's Aphrodite. She's everything. Yeah, so Octopus is the leader of the, the surviving mermaids, and he... He's dating Lisa the mermaid, who is universally agreed to be the most beautiful mermaid in all of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And he hatches a plan for her to infiltrate Mark's operation and assassinate him, basically, to get revenge for all the evil things Mark has done to the mermaid community. Mm-hmm. Lisa also ha- receives regular counsel from the wise elder mermaid with the giant tail, mm, yeah, yeah. who is obviously going to be played by the actress who played Claudette, the mum. The, the one with cancer. Everything goes wrong at once. Nobody wants to help me. And I'm dying. You're not dying, Mom. I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Well, I was going to say, yeah. So, Claudette... <laughs> Just wait till you watch this film. You will love this film. Yeah. <laughs> Claudette is, you know, she, she offers very good wisdom to Lisa, but she also has her own problems because she just got back from the sea doctor and she definitely has fin rot. <laughs> <laughs> Which Lisa isn't very concerned about. <laughs> But Lisa doesn't have any time for her problems. You know, she's got her issues to deal with. Yeah. So anyway, and events basically follow the action of the original film. So Lisa initially goes along with the plan, but because she's a faithless woman, mm-hmm. terrible woman, she ends up betraying Octopus Johnny and falling in love with Mark, much to the distress of Octopus Johnny, who, you know, mm-hmm. feels very betrayed. And then we get to the scene, obviously, where Mark is kidnapped by the mermaids. And, you know, in the original film, the mermaid, where he's in the, the cove, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they sentence him to death, and they're about to execute him. And then the mermaid slash Lisa chops off the octopus's tentacles mm-hmm. so that he can escape. Mm-hmm. So we're going to recreate that scene shot for shot, which of course is going to lead to the immortal line from the room <laughs> <laughs> in which Johnny the octopus is going to go, You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Because oh, she's literally chopped him apart. Yeah. 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 I'll buy that. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually Lisa and Mark fall in love and she manages to convince him to stop poisoning the ocean. Mm-hmm. But now we do need to bring in another character, which is Rulan, you know, the fabulous evil woman from mm-hmm. the, the Mermaid. And at this point, I was running out of memorable female characters from the room. Well, there's two. I did briefly think of... Yeah, I did briefly consider casting the owner of the flower shop. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. And, okay, and or maybe the Lisa's best friend, who's always having sex in the room, even though it's not her room. Oh, yeah. 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 You're going to love this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sold. Yeah. But I thought neither of those really had the range, so I'm going to have to cast from outside the room cast here for Rulan, because she's a pivotal role, and I think it deserves. Okay. So, so I, are you casting somebody who is at the level of the actors of the room? Well, or no, are you going to ask somebody, uh, cast somebody who is miles ahead? Well, the person I've chosen is miles ahead. Okay. A fabulous actress, but also an actress I feel could really commit to this and would really go with it and would enjoy it. Okay. So okay. the actress I've chosen... Okay. Where? Well, you make some suggestions. I'll tell you who I end up with. Um, Kate Winslet? Could work, but no. Okay. Cher? She's always a favourite of yours. She is, and I'm not going to say I didn't consider it, but no. Okay, okay. Last guess, Mel Streep. No, again, I thought about it, but no. Mm. So I went with someone not quite as A-list as that, but someone I feel... You'll know, but someone I feel 
could, as I could play this role very well, <laughs> which is, so in the role of Rulan, I have cast Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock. Ah. The one who plays Jenna Maroney. Yeah, yeah. First of all, because I think she's a very funny actress mm-hmm. and she's great, but also because every time Rulan was on screen in the movie, mm-hmm. in the original The Mermaid movie, mm-hmm. I felt like I was hearing Jenna Maroney's Secret Plan song. Secret plan, revenge on my mind. That would have totally fit in with the film. Yeah, that's yeah. because she was such a like scheming character. It's so obvious she was like scheming. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like Jane Krakowski would play that and maybe just reprise that song after every scene. Mm-hmm. So every scene she's like, oh yeah, Mark, I'm totally on your side now. Let's work together. Secret plan, revenge on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Secret plan. So Jane Krakowski's going to play Rulan, basically. Okay. So obviously she, at some point, she storms the cove, initiates a mass shootout, and kidnaps the mermaid. Although, so as I say, it just really follows the entire the plot of the original film. But in my version, the only difference is the end is slightly different because I feel like the hero has to be Johnny. The hero mm-hmm. has to be Tommy Rousseau. Yeah. So in my version, he's the one who actually rescues Lisa, the mermaid, at the end, rather than... The octopus man. Rather, yeah, the octopus man, rather than Lucian. So all that means is that he nobly sacrifices his own life. So he's the one who's like walking along the pier, holding the mermaid, getting shot. And so, yeah, he sacrifices his own own life very nobly. So dies at the end of the film, just like Johnny dies at the end of the room. Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert, sorry. And the other mermaids are saved because of his noble heroic sacrifice. And Mm -hmm. the the film ends with everyone crying and weeping and saying, how much they miss Octopus Man. And they all decide that it was all Lisa's fault and they actually they all hate her. And then the credits <laughs> roll and that is the end of um, The Cove. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Great stuff. Cool, yeah. I would definitely love to see that one made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, imagine any fan of The Room would like to see that. Yeah, well, I actually, after what the first thing I did after watching The Mermaid mm-hmm. was send a message to Sebastian, my friend Sebastian, who was mm-hmm. our guest on our The Room episode, who recommended The Room to us. I said, I found a film for you. <laughs> Watch this film. So I'm spread much like the the, the movie The Ring. I'm spreading this movie around. I'm yeah, passing yeah. it on to people. So I wonder how much uh, overlap The Room and The Mermaid have in terms of fan base. Yeah, I'd imagine if a lot and growing. Like, yeah, a significant number that is growing all the time. Yeah, must be. So yeah, that was my idea. Oh, great. Any questions? No. 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 Okay, Lucy, you're up. Okay. Uh, well, mine is a sequel. Great. Is um, it a sequel? Oh. oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, it's one of them, <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's gone through oh yeah, so many changes over this day. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> the work you're putting. Gave me a day to think of it, <laughs> but I've come up. Um, I, I haven't given it a title yet, so you might be able to. By the end of me explaining it, you might have thought of a title for me. Okay, sure. Okay, but basically, I was thinking. So at the end of the film. There's Lucian and Shan, mm-hmm. who is still making this pretense up that she's not a, a mermaid. Just just so you know, so at the end of the film, he's given all his money away to charity mm-hmm. to protect the oceans, and he's become a family man, and they went, oh, you've always said single, looking for this mermaid. And he went, no, no, there is no mermaid. And then his wife comes out of the kitchen, and it's obviously mm-hmm. the mermaid still pretending to be a human. Yeah. Can I stop to ask you a quick question? Yeah. Is your sequel going to address how they have sex. Kind of. Okay, continue oh. now. I was so <laughs> hoping... The age-old question. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I didn't think there was going to be anything gratuitous, but in the sequel, they would obviously have a child. Okay. Okay. Um, what kind of child? Well, that's the thing. So if you've got a human and a mermaid, so who a mermaid is half human, half fish. Yes. Yeah. So you'd have a child that is three-quarter human, 
but a quarter fish. Which, which, which quarter? Well, that's the thing. By the way, that, in... that, that was my favourite joke from the movie. When people kept oh, getting the wrong the police, half. the police drawing oh, the picture. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. It was always drew a little face. That was, yeah. 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 Like, no, that's wrong. We'll just put hair on it. There yeah. we go. <laughs> that was great. I was just kidnapped by mermaids. Kidnapped by mermaids. Yes, by mermaids. Like half human and half fish. You know, mermaids. Not left and right, up and down. Human top, fish bottom. Well, they're mermaids, goddammit! Like in movies! So, in my sequel, to protect the child from the fact that the mermaids are being persecuted and they need to keep it mm-hmm. secret, the child doesn't know that they're a quarter mermaid. Okay. Okay. But they do have, like, like a few odd things, like webbed toes. All right, sure. And things like that. And then there's some kind of accident, and they fall into the water... And they should have drowned, but they don't drown because obviously they can breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. How old's the child? Um, this happens when they were quite young, and then uh, I think the child's probably about eleven at this point okay. in the story. Okay. So they had this accident when they were like, like four or something. A bit confu- yeah, they they had this accident. Yeah, years ago. Sure. But never drowned, and nobody knows why. Maybe one of their ancestors put them out of the water or whatever. Mm. Haven't worked out all the kinks yet. Mm-hmm. And so the the kid. Is a little bit curious, and you know, because he never sees his mum, you know, like swim in their big pool or anything like that, because mm-hmm. she can't. So, because to protect him, they don't know that he doesn't know his mum's a mermaid. Mm-hmm. So she thinks she's got some kind of disability or something. Not very observant, clearly. This yeah. kid. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so some uh, somehow he finds these old documents. And then there's something, there's some maybe some pictures of that old woman with a massive tail. Sure. You know, oh, yeah. Mother Mermaid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it goes all a bit Goonies. Ah. Sure. Because I really liked all the things where, like, they had the ramps and they had, like, you'd, you'd be on a giant slingshot and get through a waterfall yeah. and all that kind of thing. That was very Goonies, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of made me think of the Goonies. And okay. I thought, so this kid goes on a rite of passage to try and find his ancestors mm-hmm. and has to go through a Goonie type adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah. And, and that's kind of as far as I got. Maybe the old mermaid is still alive somewhere, like, you know, like ridiculously old and whatever, and he finds her or something like that or, or something. But And he discovers he has to get through all these traps and stuff like that to find the mermaid world because they've put up such a big defence barrier to keep themselves from the knobheads okay. on the surface kind of thing so is this is this trial trying to sort of work out who they are where they've come from because they've yes. seen that they've got webbed hands and webbed feet and yeah 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 whatever they else they know there's and... something different yeah and, and so they're on so this this journey this of self-discovery of passage kind of mm. but with loads of weird gadgets and slides and hilarious stuff mm-hmm. yeah now the thing about the goonies is that it's <laughs> a it's, it's like a gang there's more than one. So does, is he going to have like friends who are going down with him? Well, I thought there might be. Yeah, I hadn't thought that much, but yeah, there'd be some kind of like other sea animals maybe. Because it's if he's under the sea looking for him. Well, what if what if by the end he finds a, a female? Well, yeah, some, I some, somebody think that. who's one quarter mermaid. Yeah, and she's human. always been wondering what's going on above the surface. Yeah, and he wants to know what's going on. Oh, below. so maybe she's three quarters mermaid, one quarter human. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was three quarters fish. Well, three quarters fish, one yeah. quarter human. Yeah. 
It's like, what kind of fish is a mermaid? You know, if it's, if it's one half fish, well, what fish? Yeah, I have no idea. That so if it's, three, if it's three quarters of that fish, what's it turning into? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of gills going in. Yeah. Like yeah. At some point, it's not going to be attractive anymore. Yeah, yeah. But what is attractive? I don't know. But also, you didn't answer Do the age-old question. What? How did they, you know... Well, in in my world, you know, because they're scaly, aren't they? They yeah. just lift up a scale and there's some uh, entrance hole underneath one of the scales. That's how they pee, isn't it? Oh, makes sense. Just do it in a pee hole. Well, just like scales scales move, don't they? Okay. That would be my like thought. A, like a door, like a, like a drawbridge. Lower the traffic. <laughs> I'm so confused. Well, you never know. Mermaid anatomy, it's a, it's a mystical thing. Clearly, okay, okay. I just, yeah, I, and I thought it would be good if it was a boy because mermaids are always traditionally women, so I thought it'd be well, nice to have a bit of a gender swap. True, on true, that. true. So, on a similar note, how did she give birth to him? Did she lay an egg or? Through the. Another drawbridge? I would say... How do fish give birth? Well, seahorses, the male has it, didn't they? True, true, true. Impregnate the male. Oh, so So... maybe Lucian has to (laughs) give birth, yeah. That's not going to end well for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently the pee pee holes just open open all comers, so it's just through the pee holes. Maybe maybe it's eggs. Maybe it's like like tadpoles. So he laid an egg. Sure. Yeah, like a tadpole kind yeah. of spawn kind of thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like a load of eggs. No. Maybe he's the one survivor. Yeah. Because uh, goldfish will eat their own young if you don't separate them. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We're getting into a weird, a weird thing now. Oh, this is a weird thing, not the well, the drawbridge you, conversation. Um, one, have you thought me a title then? For this oh. Um, he's been trying. So it's like an underwater the Goonies. So. I mean, all I came up with was Merboy. Merboy, swim, swim by me, like stand by me. I'm thinking of like kids' movies, like uh, it's a the working Seahorse title. Yeah, work, yeah. It's a title TBC. But, yeah, uh, TBC. I like, I like the idea. It's good. Yeah, but I think you should definitely have some like wacky companions. Cause I think that's the key. Yeah, definitely. But, like maybe he can speak fish. If while he's down there, he learns he can speak fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There'll be some kind of fish boy, won't there? That yeah, he's, he's makes friends with. Have the mermaid too, a fish out of water. Maybe. I'm Pretty in sync. <laughs> Stick with TBC. TBC, yeah. I mean, title TBC. TBC. Good. Yeah. My first one never had a title. All right, it's gone to mine then. Mm-hmm. So, well, I struggled for an idea for this one. So, um, instead of coming up with one idea, I came up with about six. Oh, okay. Um, which were all just a little bit smaller. Okay. Instead of uh, our full-blown ideas. So, this film... A lot of it, as we mentioned earlier, well, you didn't, you didn't think a lot, but a fair bit of it reminded me of The Little Mermaid. Of course, yeah. So I'm thinking, what would it be like if any other Disney films were turned into sort of hyper-violent Asian <laughs> films? How would that turn out? So I've got a few here. Okay. okay. And just basic pictures here. So I've got one here called The Lion, which is a horror romance where the main character, nicknamed The Lion, is the son of a drug lord. Okay. When his uncle murders his dad by throwing him off a skyscraper onto a motorway, he runs away to the Taklamakan Desert, where he meets two cannibals on a road trip. At one point, he bumps into his ex-wife, who is shocked to see what he has become. When his new friends try to eat her, he sees his life for what it is and fights them off, murdering them both in the process. Lion then goes back to the city, where he overthrows his uncle, feeds him to his guard dogs, declaring himself the Lion King. Oh, so these are all humans. They're not actually lions. 
In the, in this one, yeah. Okay. So are the cannibals supposed okay. to represent Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah. They weren't cannibals. How were they cannibals? They were eating all kinds of stuff. They weren't eating other meerkats and if anything they were vegetarian. Well they were they just ate bugs. Ah, I don't know. Okay. Don't, don't don't start poking holes in this. Oof. That's that's my job. My job Next. is to poke holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird job you got. Okay, this one's not got a name, so Okay. See what we can come up with. A man's wife and newborn children are slaughtered by a serial killer practically in front of him. The only survivor is his disabled son. Years later, when his son is a preteen, he goes missing. So the dad teams up with a mentally disabled woman and goes on a journey to find him. Along the way, he suffers false imprisonment and meets a whole bunch of wacky, dangerous people. What's that? Well, that one's finding, finding Nemo. That one's finding Nemo. Uh, oh my god, what's it? <laughs> 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 oh my god, I can't believe I got that. <laughs> yeah, that. The next one Snow White and the Seven Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. A Japanese film, I know. Mm-hmm. A woman is travelling around the Japanese countryside and gets lost. She stumbles on a seemingly abandoned house where she takes refuge. Turns out it is a den used by seven evil samurai who go to kill her, but realising she's very pretty, end up keeping her as a slave and cook, and she cleans and stuff. Then whatever else happens in Snow White. No, okay. Nobody remembers the second half of Snow White, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Dwarves loved her. They, they didn't keep her as a slave at all. Well, this is a dark version. Oh, okay. There, are, there have actually been dark versions of Miss of the Snow White story before. Them, yeah. Yeah. There's one with Sigourney Weaver as the witch. That's really the, cool. The, the Disney version's not the light versions anyway. Sometimes, like, with, like with the with the original fairy tales, not a bit darker. Oh, it? totally. Yeah, yeah. The original end of Snow White is when the the queen comes back um, to Snow White's wedding to try and wreck it, and. Um, as a punishment, they put some iron shoes in the fire mm-hmm. and then make her put them on. And so she dances herself to death because she's wearing iron shoes. And the original... That's the actual end of yeah. Snow White. And Horrific, end... but would that kill you? Hmm? Would that kill you? Well, you're wearing shoes that are melting your feet off and you can't sit still and then you die. Yeah, but would you die from that? I mean, okay. you'd be in extreme pain and it's horrible, but... Eventually. Uh, you would in them days. You can die from anything in them days, couldn't you? Yeah. Fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I've died str- from a cold. A strong yeah. breeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a smelling salts, that kind mm. of thing. Uh, my next one is called The Beast. The Beast, okay. Guess which this one is. Um, Tale as old as time. <laughs> a man who was disfigured as a child grows up to be a violent gang leader with a mansion <laughs> full of servants. He disfigures his servants so he doesn't feel self-conscious around them and fears keep them from ever leaving. From his mansion, he controls a crime syndicate, but most people in the city don't believe he really exists. An unassuming girl stumbles upon a mansion by accident, and he captures her and ends up falling in love with her. She plays along just to protect herself. The Beast, which is a name he is given by his subordinates, but they never say in front of him. In the end, it absolutely does not turn out that he has a heart of gold. He is evil through and through, and he wins in the end. Okay. So does she die? Left ambiguous. Okay. So are his... Servants, just regular servants. They're not clocks and disfigured just clocks. Disfigured clocks and candles and they're all disfigured. Maybe they're disfigured. They like Salvador Dali melted yeah. clocks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're all disfigured in different ways. Okay, you McGregor should be in it with a French accent. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive my intrusion, Mademoiselle, but I have come to escort you to your room. Untitled Notre Dame remake. Okay. A man with disfiguring elephantitis and a hunch lives a reclusive life in a temple, falls in love with a girl who doesn't love him back, and ends up going on a killing spree only to be killed by the cops in the end. Um, wow. Bleak. The reality of Disney. See, this. I feel like you've done a lot of really bleak things here, whereas this film wasn't that bleak. I tried to go less bleak. I realised what I was doing, but it was <laughs> difficult. It was too late. You are already in that moment. Yeah, I have a, I have a weird mind. We know. <laughs> 
don't know if this next one's insensitive or not, so maybe you're that out. I don't know. Get out I'll, I'll make a judgment call. 101 damn Asians. 101 damn Asians. Insensitive or not? Well, let's, let's see how I can see where it goes. Aliens land in Beijing and abduct 99 people. Mm-hmm. The, the aliens went to sell the human skin as a fashion statement. As they tried to leave, the Chinese Secret Service smuggled two spies onto the alien ship to help free the 99 people. The spies unite them, and together all 101 of them are smart enough to get off the ship and back home while forcing the ship to crash land in the Himalayas. Okay. I think that's okay. Yeah. Maybe a better title? Yeah. I'm going to see what, what the title was going for, 101 Damn Asians. <laughs> what about 101 Damn Cool Asians? He's no. trying very hard. It's um, <laughs> 101... 101 damn... There's, there's no way out of it. There's no way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not happening. Yeah. Keep it or take it out. It's up to you. I will, I'll make that call. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Is so that you, you, you've done Grimm's fairy tales, like an anthology of... Uh, yeah, maybe I've, maybe I've gone back in the tone and just made it much darker and unhappier and nobody ever smiles and there's no colours. No. Oh. Okay, well, that was Blake. Um, so, I have no questions. Well, I have a lot of questions about your mental well-being. We'll keep that offline. Mm, yeah. um, any questions, Lucy? Oh, not about those, no. Okay. Um, I've had a pretty dark weekend. Oh, bless. So, I'll have some, we'll have some listener submissions this week. Oh, good. Well, yeah. I'm sure it's up. So, yeah, not, not a lot of our listeners have actually seen this film, but some of them decided to just base it on the poster. So, mm-hmm. some of these might be a bit loose. Uh, so, Blokebusters, at Blokebusters, their sequel has no title, but in their one, The Mermaid, having regained her missing eye... Oh, I think because the, the poster looks oh, she's, she's winking. winking. She's so I think winking. Blokebusters assumed she only had one eye, so sure. they went yeah. with that. So, The Mermaid, having regained her missing eye, decides her true calling is as a chef. She opens up a restaurant, and it becomes a huge hit, and people come from miles around to sample the del- delicious food. The world is also uniting after the realisation that mythical beings are real, such as mermaids, I guess, mm-hmm. and we're heading for a real utopian ending until it's revealed that the amazing food that the mermaid cooks is actually humans. Specifically, she's cooking Japanese poachers that she catches and drowns. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, however, because she's, only co- because she's only cooking evil poachers, nobody really cares, and so it all turns out pretty much for the better. Because... Rare, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good. Death like to poachers, it. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heavy Metal Horrorcast at HMH Cast. They pitched uh, The Mermaid versus Captain Birdseye. <laughs> yes. And it's a Battle Royale style film in which oh, the mermaids go up against um, yeah, that famous is brilliant. representatives from famous meat brands, I guess, like fish food brands. Yeah, like, nice, you know, nice. Bernard Matthews and yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to do The Mermaid versus Jaws, but I couldn't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Similarly, mm-hmm. launching the pilot at Launching Tea Pilot, they've pitched a sequel. A mermaid version of the recent TV series *The Handmaid's Tale*, mm. called *The Hand Mermaid's Tale*. Nice. So that'd be a good one. About yeah. mer- have, you, have you watched *The Handmaid's Tale*? I haven't. No. It's very good. So it's based oh, on a book by Margaret Atwood that I did for a lot of people do for GCC. I've got the book. I just it's great. Read it. But yeah, it's about like sexism <laughs> and society. So the mermaids would be like imprisoned and forced to breed against their will, and there's oh, obviously yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of revol- quiet revolution of mermaids rising up against the the shackles of misogyny. I don't know. Okay, and finally, Captain Hygiene, at CPT underscore Hygiene. Mermaid 2, The Old Ones. So, a year after the events of the original film, the world is collapsing into turmoil. Strange storms and earthquakes centre around the Green Gulf, which is obviously their home. Mm -hmm. And Shan, the mermaid, tearfully admits that she was originally sent because the sonar-disrupted rituals meant to awaken the ancient god Kalufu. 
I can never know. Cthulhu? Cthulhu. I never know how to pronounce that. Cthulhu. 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 Thank you, Harry. So, yeah, so she convinced, she admits that she was originally sent to the humans not to save the mermaids, but actually because the sonar was disrupting rituals meant to awaken the ancient god Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. And um, together, Shannon and Lucian tried to stop the rites, but they're too late. And the Relayer. Does that ring any bells? Nope. And the demon creature, some demon creature, Kalufu, mm-hmm. let's say, rises out of the sea and the era of mankind comes to an end. Oh, wow. So, bleak. Bleak. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for those guys. Deep. Mm-hmm. Very good, as always. Amazing. We'll try and do some films that you'll actually have seen from that one. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, that, or it's Harry's or pick. just go and see that one. Go on. It's a good, yeah, actually, this film is highly recommended. Just go see it. It's Watch quite it. popular. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> if... You have any sequels you'd like to see for The Mermaid or any films we've done in the past? Or if you have any films you'd like to see us do in the future, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just search Beyond the Box Set. And if you enjoy the show, hit subscribe. Uh, You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast. We're on Podbean now. And Player FM, Pocket Cast, Overcast. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can probably find us. And if you really like us, leave us a review because it really helps us out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. So next week, I believe it's your pick, Harry. Okay, well, what, what film was that I chose last time? Dom Hemingway. Dom Hemingway, yeah. Yeah, well, that was one, like I said, that was one that my, my mum recommended to me. And that went so well, you thought you were going to continue with the film? Oh, so awful. So, well, I'll, I'll tell the story next week, but this is another mum recommendation. Okay. Um, it is Sunshine. Sunshine. This is the Danny Boyle sci- 2007 sci-fi film. Mm, yeah, don't, don't, don't expect a truckle fest. No. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> cool. So next week, join us next week, and we will be pitching sequels to Sunshine. Yeah, see you all next week. Yep, thanks. Thank you, Lucy, for your uh, wonderful guesting. Thank you for a great film recommendation. Thank you for having me on, guys. Is there anything you'd like to plug while you're here? Um, just um, being a mermaid. If you live in Leeds, come and... Join my mermaid crew. Come How to Yorkshire can they Life find Aquatic. You? Go to Yorkshire Life Aquatic on Facebook or, or put it into uh, Google and you'll find us. And we do mermaid classes. And you're also us. a member of a group called Tea Intolerance? Tea Intolerance, yeah. We're going to be doing um, lots of awesome conversation projects. So again, just put us into Google and we're there. Cool. Okay. So Lovely. thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Harry. And, uh, Thank you, John. It's the first time I ever thanked you. <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird. In Good life, not me. just on the podcast. Good night <laughs> <for me. laughs> yeah, so, and we'll see you next week for Sunshine. Okay. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>